Welcome to 24 Shades of Blue Missing Persons Edition. I'm your host, Andy O'Brien. On July 30, 1985, eight-year-old Nicole Moran left her parents' apartment in Etobicoke to meet a friend in the lobby for a swim. That day, she never met with her friend and has been missing ever since. Sitting with me in our studio to discuss the case is Detective Sergeant Steve Smith of Toronto Homicide and Missing Persons Unit. Welcome, Steve. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me again, Andy. Can you first talk about what were the events that led up to Nicole's disappearance? Nicole Moran is probably our most high-profile missing persons case that we have. Uh, She was eight years old, 1985. Different era back then, uh, Andy. She was allowed by her mom, who was looking after some other kids, to get into her bathing suit, take her towel, head down to the lobby to meet a friend who was going to meet her in the lobby. And they were going to go swimming in the outdoors uh, swimming pool that was at the comp- her apartment complex. And let's, let's discuss Nicole's appearance and what she was wearing the last time she was seen. Yeah, she was wearing a bathing suit and she had a towel over her uh, shoulder. I uh, believe she was wearing flip-flops as well. It, there, there's a number of pictures that we've drawn, recreations. If you want to go onto the internet, you can see a number of pictures of Nicole and what she was wearing at the time. Would it be possible that she was she was someone's target, um, that her abduction was, was planned prior to her disappearance? Unfortunately, as soon as she left the, her apartment door, we really don't know what happened to her. Um, we don't know, was she abducted? There is that possibility. Did she wander off? An eight-year-old girl, um, regardless of where she went, she probably would have been found. Um, Did she take off? Was she abducted and taken off with? Is she living somewhere else? These are all things that we don't have the answers to. And I think that's the hardest part with her being eight years old is we really want answers to this. We want to know what happened to Nicole. Was she known to frequent the swimming pool uh, next to her house? And if so, with whom? She was. I mean, it was summertime. The apartments were hot. Uh, It was hot outside. Her friends were all there in the neighborhood. She used to do this regularly, go down, meet her friends, go over to the swimming pool. They'd probably swim for three, four or five hours, right? That's what kids do when you're that age. And, you know, the the sun's beating down. You're not going to school. What else are you going to do? You're going to go swimming. You're going to go out play. You're going to have fun. And you're going to come back to your home later on in that evening. Unfortunately, this time she didn't come back. And because it wasn't unusual for her to be out for a number of hours her mother didn't contact police until approximately seven hours later when she got worried when they couldn't find nicole and nobody had seen her and steve nicole's father was in jail at the time and you know we always want to take an outside of the box approach here to to see if there was something that may have had something to do with the the disappearance do you think that there was maybe an issue that the father had with somebody before he went inside um that may have led to this disappearance has that been looked at we can't discount any option There was, I I believe, 16,000 man hours put into this. So there was a large investigation. Every possible option was investigated. That's a pretty harsh scenario. If someone has the ability to take a child to punish the father, we don't see a lot of that in Canada. Is it a possibility? It's a possibility. Is it a probability? I would say no, but you can't discount it unless you have evidence either way. And we were talking about this earlier. You know, there was a lot more sex crimes, a lot more serial killers back in, uh, you know, decades ago. uh, But there was no cameras. There's reasons for that. Now people are a bit more strict about letting their kids go out places without supervision. Um, There is, you know, more technology around DNA and and video cameras everywhere. 
Um, what What's your take on, has there been any other individuals within the apartment complex that were interviewed? Um, has anybody come forward with seeing anything at all? So everybody in the apartment complexes, there's, there's two towers out there in Etobicoke. Uh, everybody was interviewed. Everybody was spoken to. At the time, every apartment was checked. Again, we were on a seven-hour lag because she hadn't been seen in about seven hours. But the officers descended on that area. Uh, civilian um, community people helped out, and they did everything that they possibly could. They, they left no stone unturned in trying to find Nicole, which is one of the the most shocking things is all the investigation that's been put in over the years. And this has been going on since 1985. And we're still investigating it to this day. We still get tips to this day. Again, it's an eight-year-old girl, and that's probably one of the reasons. But every single thing has been investigated and every every tip will be investigated. We're going to take a look at some pictures we have of the scene and discuss them. Steve, can, can you describe what we're looking at here? Absolutely. The first picture is out at the, the scene where Nicole lived. You can see the apartment complex in the background. We have a couple of investigators from the Toronto Police Service there, and they're speaking with Nicole's parents. Obviously, on the side of the wall, there is a Crime Stoppers pamphlet that was put out. It was put out all over Toronto, GTA, Ontario. Where is Nicole? Let's find Nicole. If you know anything, contact Crime Stoppers and let's get her back to her family. The second picture there is the apartment complex where she lived. As you can see, it's a large complex. There have been a lot of people living in that complex. And there would have been a lot of people in and out of that complex on a regular basis, but minute by minute, all hours of the day and night, because you have people that are working night shift, day shift, afternoon shift, people are coming, people are going um, all hours of the day or night, which again, makes it interesting that she left her apartment and was never seen again. Unfortunately, the cameras hadn't been installed at that time. They were being installed later that week, but that didn't help us at the time. Um, you can see the, the pool complex where she was going to swim. Obviously, this has been updated now. Um, it didn't look like that at the time, but this is where she was going to, uh, to swim. And this is where she was going to meet her friend. She was going to meet her friend in the lobby and they were going to walk because the pool was between both complexes. So they were going to walk from the lobby to the pool. So she did not make it to the pool or the lobby. So at some point, one would think between, you know, leaving her in her hallway or in the elevator, that may have been where she was abducted. There's a lot of options, right? Was she taking it into another apartment? Was she taken right down to the parking garage? Was she taking to a room, uh, maintenance room or something inside the apartment? Was she hustled out the, the front lobby before her friend got there? We really don't know the answer to these questions. These are all questions we'd love to have answered, but we just don't have them. And if we look at the pictures um, of Nicole, um, there is an article here that talks about a woman who is helping with the search. Let's speak to this. Yeah, I mean, over the years, we've had a number of people come forward. Some have been legit, some have not been so legit. Uh, but we follow up on all the information that, that we get. So anybody that has information, we follow up. People are always coming forward again because this case is is very well known within Ontario and really everybody wants to help to solve 
the disappearance of an eight-year-old girl. So people are coming forward, providing us with information, and we will investigate it. We will see how much help they're providing, or we'll utilize what we know from the case to see if their information is actually legitimate or not. Because sometimes people will provide information, but we're able to prove through our investigative means that that information is not true. On the flip side, some people provide information and we're able to prove that what they're saying is actually true. And we have to keep following that along as far as we can. So this next piece we're going to be looking at is a reenactment of her last moments. On the morning of Tuesday, July 30th, 1985, eight-year-old Nicole Moran simply vanished. The resulting investigation would become one of the most exhaustive and intensive police investigations in Canadian history. On that morning, at approximately 11 a.m., Nicole left her penthouse apartment at 627 the West Mall, Etobicoke, to meet a friend in the lobby, intending to go swimming. She said goodbye to her mother for what would be the last time and disappeared without a trace. She was never seen again. Police believe she was taken. If you have any information regarding the disappearance of Nicole Moran, call Toronto Police or report anonymously to Crime Stoppers at 416-222-8477. Remember, with Crime Stoppers, you never need to give your name and you never need to go to court. Help us find Nicole. So this video, Steve, is what we think happened and gives a really good illustration in terms of her last moments. Yeah, this is exactly what we know. And as you see in the video, as she's walking down the hallway, she just disappears. I thought it was very well done um, because that's really what happened. I mean, thinking of all the people that were in that building and that she came out of her apartment, she walked down that hall and literally just disappeared. It's, it's unbelievable. And, you know, with all of the uh, individuals living in that building, uh, all of the um, traffic down in the lobby, it, it's almost hard to believe that not one person saw something here. And that's part of why we create these videos is somebody may have seen something, but you know as well, if you've been working for two days in a row or you've been working midnights or you've been out late, you're coming home, you may not be paying attention to what's going around on around you. But you watch this and you think, oh, the young girl in the pink bathing suit. I was in that hallway at the time. I saw this. I saw that. You never know wh whose memory that may trigger. Steve, if you can just talk to the age enhancement pictures here, uh, just walk us through a little bit of, of what Nicole potentially could look like today uh, if she was still alive. The picture on the left is Nicole at the time of her disappearance. And we've age enhanced a few photos, as you see. Uh, she still has the same smile, same eyes. Um, Obviously, she's a lot older now. So if she's alive and she's out there, she may look like this. Her hair obviously could be different. These are artist renderings. We're doing our best to, to decide what she may or may not look like. But really, we're looking for certain features. If you see someone with features um, that match this, you never know. Could it be that person? We've had people coming forward where they believe that they were Nicole. Obviously, DNA has ruled that out, but they didn't know what had happened in, in their previous life as they were growing up. So they didn't know whether this she they may have been Nicole. And we don't know if she's out there. If she is out there, if she is somewhere, 
um, we want to find her and, and DNA can match that up and say definitively if she is Nicole or not. Steve, it's also been brought to my attention and I know how diligent you and the team work when it comes to homicide, cold cases and missing persons that no matter how old the case is, as soon as you guys get a tip, it's it's put right back on the top of the pile and investigated. And there is always continuous investigation going, but you put it right back in the limelight. Talk to me a little bit about any new tips that came about for this case. Yeah, Andy, with the advent of the missing persons unit and bringing it under the homicide umbrella and working closely with the cold case unit, we've we've been able to give a different lens to this investigation. So we've gone back through the investigation. We're bringing it up to 2022 standards and we've investigated a number of tips that we've found inside the case that we've, we've wanted to relook at that, that we weren't satisfied with what had been done at the time. They had done the best that they could, but we have new information. We have new abilities. Now we have new techniques now that we use. So any sort of tip that comes in, we don't care how old it is. We don't care if it was 30 years old. We don't care if it was yesterday. We don't care if the information is, I saw this 30 years ago, we're going to investigate it. And just recently we've done a number of searches where we believe that, we may be able to recover Nicole if something has happened to her. Um, unfortunately, we haven't been successful in those, but we're never going to give up this search. We're going to continue this all the time until we find out what happened to Nicole. And what was the newest tip that uh, that was brought up here? There's a number of tips that we've gone into. The tip that we've recently investigated was an older tip and it was investigated at the time, but we have new techniques now that we're able to utilize. So we went up and rechecked an area where we believed Nicole may have been in and around that area. Unfortunately, we didn't recover any evidence to, to that fact. So once again, um, you know, it really comes down to the public coming forth with information and every single piece of information that the public brings forward will be investigated uh, and looked into. Any sort of information, we will investigate it to its full extent and hopefully we're able to uh, to find out what happened to Nicole. This is the public's opportunity to bring closure and, and give Nicole justice. Thank you very much for being with us. Thank you, Andy. 